0: all righty hey everyone this is our our podcast we have a podcast now
1: i know that is so cool
0: my name is david or pastor david of house of rest church
1: and i'm sharon i'm the wife
0: my beautiful wife thanks honey so we just want to welcome you to this podcast let them know how this started started as a
1: well it started with you actually doing the first devotional and i remember people would hear my voice on the side on youtube yes on youtube And I finally started popping my head in, and one day I just sat down with you and the rest is history. So here we are Mm -hmm. doing devotionals every morning, and it has been such a blessing. So with that said, uh, please visit us at www.houseofrestchurch.com. And uh, we hope that you really enjoy it because we can be a little crazy sometimes. Yeah.
0: Their whole, our whole reason is to be relevant, take a Bible truth and make it relevant. Thank you so much and enjoy this podcast.
1: See you guys later.
0: All right. We better go because I don't want them to think we're crazy.
1: We are crazy, though.
0: Oops. Bye. <laughs> Pericletos Media. Pericletos is an umbrella ministry for Christian books, movies, music youtube and podcast here on pericleto's media podcast it's an extension of that ministry umbrella by having one single podcast with many different speakers a place to hear sermons bible studies interviews devotionals and insights thank you for listening as we continue to grow with you together we look forward to adding more great speakers in the future for more information, go to www.houseofrestchurch.com and click on Pericles Media. God bless. <clears throat> 54321
1: Good morning everybody.
0: How's everybody doing?
1: Did you guys miss us this morning or yesterday morning? You know, Wednesdays are um you guys know that it it sometimes gets really busy right after bible study and you know we got here a little bit later and i actually i guess david had turned on the lights and everything and i was already i, w- I was so tired that i i just went to go lay down and i fell asleep so i'm sorry guys um but we're here now amen
0: yeah um it's interesting that this is a very known passage that I'm surprised we haven't done a video on this scripture here because uh like I remember hearing this verse a lot actually even when I was growing up and then later on I've heard this this passage here um, preached teached you how about you
1: yeah i and, and- I know of the passage and I think it was just in my heart to really talk about about this today.
0: Yeah, so I, like I said, I'm surprised we haven't talked about it, but um, I just wanted to dive right into it, guys. You know, in First Peter chapter five, starting at verse six, it says this: "It says, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time." So th- this is Peter talking writing this, and he says, casting all your care upon him, on Jesus, for he cares for you. And then there's a warning. He says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen.
1: So I'm reading from the Message Bible, David reads from the New King James. So, six, so be content with who you are and don't put on errors. God's strong hand is on you. He'll promote you at the right time. Live carefree before God. He is most careful with you. Keep a cool head. Stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce and he would like nothing better than to catch you napping. Keep your guard up. You're not the only ones plunged into these hard times. It's the same with Christians all over the world. So keep a firm grip on, on the faith. The suffering won't last forever. It won't be long before this generous God who has great plans for us in Christ, eternal and glorious plans they are, will have you put together and on your feet for good. He gets the last word. Yes, he does. I like that.
0: Um, you know, in the very beginning, you know, the, the, the whole thing, this is... This is, um, first Peter, this is toward the end of this letter. And, um, Peter wrote this when he was older, because we know Peter from the Bible, as far as the, during the time of Jesus, uh, Peter's the one that denied Jesus three times. Peter's the one that cut the guy's ear off. Peter's the one that it was said that he was very stubborn. Um, this is, it sounds like it's a different man here. And, and. It's because he is, because he's mature now. As he's writing this, um, the crucifixion was years ago. And he's learned that this is this. I want you to realize that this is coming from a man that was very prideful and stubborn. And how does he start it? He starts it by saying, humble yourselves. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. And I think he's saying this out of experience. He's like, listen, quit exalting yourself. Just be humble, and God will raise you up. You know, and, and and he, how does it word it in that? The very first six?
1: It says, so be content with who you are and don't put on airs. Yeah. A-I-R-S. Where's it at? Up there.
0: Oh, put on airs. I've never mm-hmm. heard it say like that. You know, so right before he says that, to be humble... Then he goes into that, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. You know, and and to me, that that like he's given us a a blueprint of what he did, is that he was carrying around this arrogance. He was carrying around this stubbornness. He was carrying around the type of man that Peter was. And he realized he had to humble himself and, and just throw it at the feet of God, throw it at the feet of Christ. And I love how he puts it, though. He goes, you cast all your care upon him, for he cares for you. You know, and what I find interesting is right from talking about being humble, though, he goes right into this verse 8 that it's kind of interesting to me because I'm just like, why did he go from saying to be, to be humble and he goes straight to the devil and I I have a feeling it's because, you know, the Bible says that the first sin was in heaven by Satan, which was pride. And I I feel like that's why he he comes right in, because it real quick it says be sober and vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he whom he may devour. And and I wonder if Peter is saying this because. A lot of times I've heard, I remember hearing this verse growing up and I used to think like, oh man, you know, some some witch or somebody doing witchcraft or somebody's going to come get me mm-hmm. because Satan's going to come at me like that, try to destroy me. Somebody that, you know, and in reality, look what he's talking about. He's talking about himself. He's talking about your own self. That old flesh is gonna come and destroy you. That the enemy's gonna use your old self. That's why he goes. Listen, you gotta humble yourself, man, and you gotta leave it at the at the feet of Christ. Because if not, then that you gotta realize that 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 devil is walking around like a lion, seeking who he may devour.
1: Well, I also think that he's kind of reminding us and letting us know that we're not the only ones going through these hard moments and these hard times. You know. Yeah. And that's why. I think a lot of the times we lose patience and um, we get very, when you lose patience with somebody or when you have that, um, you, you start to grow resentment. And the moment you grow resentment in your heart, the moment you grow any type of resentment, it's already an open door for the enemy um, to come and devour and the enemy to come in and have a field day with whatever's going on in your life you know and i think that's that's important because by him reminding us that we're not the only one plunged into these hard times like it says here it's the same with christians all over the world so keep a firm grip on the faith the suffering won't last forever he's letting us know it's going to be okay you know don't let the situation the circumstance overtake you and sometimes that's really really hard to do because the thing is, is that people are not going to react or to do exactly what it is that we expect, you know. And I think because of that comes the anxiety and the resentment and all of that because there's you just don't have the patience. But the thing is, is that when we start looking unto others to um, to fulfill that, we we pretty much are putting our faith in man instead of putting our faith in God. And that's the important thing that we got to remember that we need to stay focused on him because man will let us down. They will. And sometimes we sit there and we think like, well, you know, do I rely on man or do I stay focused? And it's hard. It's hard to do that. So I think he's reminding us, too, that we just need to we need to. Keep a firm grip on faith, you know, and with that comes humility and comes all of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, something that jumps out at me is right after he talks about the roaring lion, Mm -hmm. the next verse says, resist him. Yeah. So
1: it means it's going to be a battle.
0: Well, not only a battle, but there's a choice in there. Yeah. So the whole thing of, oh, the devil made me do it. This scripture here, see the devil made me do it. is is a famous saying, but it's not scripture. What is scripture? It says resist him. How do you resist him? It says it in the next part: steadfast in the faith. You know, and, and that's how we resist and we resist this roaring lion because it wants to devour us. It wants to devour your your your, your everything about you, your personality, your character, your family, your marriage. Um, your hopes, your dreams, uh, everything wants to zap you of it. You know what I mean? And it's like, resist him. Yeah. Steadfast in the faith, you know? And and, like, and then it says, like you said, that knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world, that other believers are going through the same thing. Whatever it is you're going through, and I know it sounds kind of...
1: It's like, how do we choose to handle it? What is our choice in handling the situation? Yeah. Do we fall into the net of the enemy or do we stand a firm grip on our faith and yeah. we just stay steadfast, you know? Yeah. So what do we decide? What, you know, it's it really is up to us.
0: Yeah, exactly. I remember uh, when when I first started doing time, I used to be like, I used to say this and I quit saying it, but at first, I think everybody says it in the beginning. You'll be sitting there and you're like, I can't do this time. I can't do this time. You know, and I remember this guy that had been, been like 20 years. He goes, what do you mean you can't do this time? You're going to do this time. So quit saying that. You know, what are you going to do? Escape? You know what I mean? So, uh, and then he and then I was like, yeah, but I can't do this time. You know, and I remember saying that when I was very in the beginning. And he's like, listen, David, and this is a cool dude. You know, he's like, listen, he goes, I've been here for 20 years. How long is your sentence? I said, eight years. He goes. So out of the eight, what are you going to do? I said about six. You know. He goes. So don't say that you can't do it. He goes. We're both men, and I've been here for twenty, so I can do it. You can do it. You know. And, and I think that that to me, that's what I hear. He goes, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. So whatever it is we're going through, other people have gone through it and passed it and surpassed it. They're in it. They've done it. And if they can do it
1: And they came out of it.
0: And they came out of it. You can't too, you know? And yeah. and there's hardships, there's different hardships, and we might have different hardships in America than somebody in Indonesia or, or Middle East or whatnot, but nevertheless, there are believers. There there's believers right now that they're going through divorce and they you feel like you're you're gonna die. And other people have gone through it. There's believers that are going through cancer or lost somebody. And they got through it, and it's hard. Yes, it's hard. Those things are hard. You know, something's happening with your child, or sickness, or health, or whatever it is. And and I think this is an encouragement. This is not saying he's not like saying, "Hey, other people have it harder, so man up." You know, he's not saying that.
1: Well, it's just I think it's a reminder to us to let us know that we have a choice, and I love that it. It gives us the outcome. It won't be long before this generous God who has great plans for us in Christ, yeah. eternal and glorious plans they are, which it says in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, will have you put together and on your feet for good. It's not saying for a little while. It's not saying that, you know, that, oh, well, it'll be temporary. It's saying for good because he gets the last word. Yeah. Yes, he does. You know, like he said, it is finished. Mm -hmm. You know, he had the last word. And he's going to have the last word in our lives.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And we got to remember that, you know, we can, we can feel any way that we want to feel in everything. But ultimately, what choice are you going to make? Are you going to make the choice to continue feeling this way? Or are you going to say, you know what, Lord, I have the faith in you. You know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let it go. Because sometimes that's what we need to do. Yeah. We need to let it go. We need to let go of certain things and everything. Because what happens is you start, like I said, you build walls, you grow resentment, you grow the unforgiveness of that heart, you grow callous, and on top of that, you start to become bitter and you start to become prideful because you just don't want to hear from anybody or anything and you don't want to receive.
0: Yeah.
1: And then you've allowed the enemy to come in and harden your heart and you become further and further away from Christ. And it's not God that moves away from you. It's Mm -hmm. you that move yourself away from God. It's you that hardens your heart and it's hard for you to receive. I mean, do you really want that?
0: You know, I was listening to a, a short sermon by Francis Chan. Mm-hmm. And uh, in, in the video, it was his... Well, was it? Because I listened to a couple of them. I'm not sure if this was what... It was his final, because he left America. Mm-hmm. He left to, I think, China or something, to minister over there. He said he feels like he's, he's trying to fish in a pond where everybody has their fishing poles in. And he's left America. He says, America doesn't need any more preachers. There's enough. So he went. Anyways, it was his last American sermon. And he starts off and he says, you know, um, my perspective is different. And I so related to him because sometimes I feel like I'm an alien in this Christian Christian world. And and his words were actually very comforting to me. Because he goes, uh, a lot of people don't know. He goes, but when I was born, he goes, my, my mother died at childbirth. He goes, I never knew my mom. He goes, and after a few years, my dad remarried. And I had my mother and my stepmom. And at six years old, she went off the bridge in Antioch. Because I didn't know she, he grew up in San Francisco. Wow. So he lost his mother at birth, lost his stepmom at six. And then he said, at 12, my dad died of cancer. He goes, death has been a huge part of my life. And that made complete sense of why, how he preaches, because he preaches with such an urgency and it made sense, you know? And, um, I, I realized that, um, my, my perspective isn't like everybody's perspective and your perspective isn't like everybody's perspective and. Some people, you know, our perspectives are going to be different. But when I heard him, it actually comforted me. I wasn't comforted in the fact that he suffered so much. But I comforted in the fact that um, there's things we go through in life that shape how you see things. And we got to understand that Peter had been shaped by, I mean, he denied Jesus three times. The Bible says he wept. He wept, he was broken, you know what I mean? So, and, and he was prideful in his life, and he was stubborn in his life, and he wanted to do it his way in his life. So when I read this, you know, it, it shows his heart. And he's like, listen, man, everything we've suffered, all believers, you know, whatever it is we've gone through in life, and like you said, where he says, you know, it's just for a little while.
1: And, you know, we're not always going to be really understanding to other people's sufferings. You know, we can can sit here and I can talk about my sufferings, but see, it won't have the same impact on David because they were my sufferings. And his sufferings, when he speaks about them, you know, I probably won't react to it either the same way because we were there in time and we know our sufferings, but I will tell you that there's others that are suffering even more than us. And the thing is, is that, it doesn't make it, our sufferings, it doesn't make it any, any less. And I think what happens nowadays is that people, because they think that others don't understand their exact suffering, they become, um, they become hurt, because they think that they're not being understood, or they, they become hurt because, but the thing is, is that A person will never know your suffering or anything until you truly share what it is, you know, that you went through so that they can understand the suffering that you went through. Mm -hmm. And that, my friend, is called a testimony, is sharing your testimony. And it's not for others to come in with a little violin and to, you know, to dwell on that, that like they need to have pity on you, but... Are you sharing it truly so that you can share with others so that they can grow and learn from it? Or are you sharing because you want the pity or not? Yeah. And when you don't get that pity and you don't get any of that, that's where you grow resentment. You start to become bitter. You start to feel a certain mm-hmm. way. And we have to be careful in what sense because, to be honest with you, um, that I think for, for a few days that I didn't realize that there was something that I was growing resentment, even towards you, you know, and God quickened me. And he says, how can you grow resentment, or anything like that, when you haven't sat down to really truly share your feelings and your thoughts, and communicated about it. And it and it quickened me. And, and that's why this has been on, on my, you know, on my mind all day. And I'm like, Well, yeah, you're right, Lord. So, I need to be able to speak to share my heart, you know. And once you do that, you've released yourself of feeling a certain way. And you know that there's nothing there that's going to harden your heart because you know that you've released it, you know. Yeah. So I think those, those things are important.
0: Yeah, I think that a lot of times, though, um, what was I going to say, actually? I was going to say something to it, along the lines of what you were just saying. Oh, that a lot of times uh, for me, like, I realized that, like you said, you can never make anybody, no matter how much you describe what you went through, if they didn't go through it, you will never really get the reaction because they didn't go through it. You know, so here's the thing, though, is you can't. So what you do is you got to settle it within yourself. You got to realize, hey, mm-hmm. you know, why do you think veterans like to hang around other veterans? Because they've been in war together. There's no way to describe. I can't fathom. You know, we had a few brothers that, that, that fought, you know, in, in battles, in wars, in a service. And um, no matter what, you could be like, man, I, I can't believe you went through that. I can't believe. It's not the, It's different than when they are with somebody that went through something similar. That is why a lot of times it's good for a woman, an older woman, to minister to younger women because you could say I've been there done that I, yeah. I know what that's like you know yeah. and um, same thing with me with, with ex-cons you know um, I sent my book you know I sent it to your brother yeah and and what did he say back he said that something to the effect of he goes yeah this is what how did he word it that he knew that this was real
1: yeah because it's exactly what he experienced because he's in federal her yeah. brother's in
0: federal prison He's been there
1: 17 years. 17 years.
0: And he said, man, when he read my book, he goes, this is true. This is what it's like in here. Yeah. You know? And and that's why, like, I have this close bond. I mean, I got, I got brothers that I love out here, you know, but I have a really close bond with people I did time with, you know? And and sometimes I, I, it's, my conversation is different with them than with anybody else, you know? and, I just kind of going with what you're saying is we have to settle it that no matter what people aren't going to see the way we see things. People aren't going to experience the way we experience things unless it's like, like stuff. And that's where testimony is powerful Yeah. because you know, you share your testimony and you have no idea how it could impact that person because maybe they're feeling the same way or gone through the same things or the same struggles or the same fights or the same triumphs and victories, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's why I think that, that, Testimonies are, are really, really important.
1: Absolutely. Testimonies, communication, and settling within yourself are, I think, three things that will go hand in hand because you never want to harvest these things in your heart. Um, because when you start harvesting these things in your heart and you keep them there, It keeps you from being able to receive. It keeps you from being able to eat that meat that's going to be able to help you get you out of those situations and things like that. And you don't want to do that because ultimately who you're really truly hurting, you're hurting yourself. You're hurting yourself from becoming exactly what it is that God's trying to get you to become. You know, he has a calling for you. Sometimes we may not know what our calling is, but how will we ever know if we stop the impact and what god's trying to do in our lives if we stop it then we're stopping the hand of god of what it what it is that he's trying to do in our lives yeah and and that can all happen by simply harvesting things that you know that we don't need to be holding on to so it is important to settle it within yourself just like the lord allowed me to settle this within myself and be like you know Hey, you need to sit down and talk to your husband about how you feel, you know, and all of that. Because I think it's important that we're able to do that.
0: And in the last verse, after all, he says everything about you know, cast, uh humbling yourself, casting your cares upon him. Um, Satan is like a roaring lion; resist him. Uh, you, the suffered you have sufferings the same as other brother, the rest of the brotherhood in the world. After he says all of that. The last verse he says, he goes, you know what? But to him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. What is he saying there? Is he saying, you know what? Regardless of what we go through in this world, regardless of the things that come against us, regardless of the arguments or the fights or the differences or whatever, God's going to get the honor and God's going to get the glory and God's going to get did. the victory. God is going to get the last word regardless of what the enemy wants to do or try to do or try you know or does to our loved ones or whatever. I love the way he says that he was you know what to him be the glory to God and dominion. You know, not only does God get the glory, he dominates. He gets all dominion forever and ever. Amen. That's the way it ends.
1: I love I love also that at the end um On 12, it says, this is God's generous truth. Embrace it with both arms. If he's telling you to embrace it with both arms, it's because he has you. You know, that means you don't even need a free arm for anything else. It's like, just embrace me with both arms. And the thing is, is that he has us. He catches us. He he has us completely. So we don't have to worry about holding on to anything with anything because he has us fully and we got to remember that it's it's nice where it says give holy embraces all around peace to you to all who walk in christ's ways and it's the same ending that you just said but that's really cool you guys you know we got to remember to um to just you know always embrace and and know that it's the lord that's guiding us it's the lord that's leading us in every way
0: amen so that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, it's a little short today, but I think that it was impactful. It it's twenty six minutes. It's impactful. I think it, it's you know you don't have to measure the the power or the potency of a of a video by the, by the time. Yeah. It's by the words that were said. You know. Amen. And I pray that we said something that that keeps you thinking all day. That that spark something in you and uh and you continue to read continue to read scripture don't read scripture just the ones we read read scripture for yourself too you know absolutely Uh, if you're listening to this on a podcast we thank you also thank you so much make sure you follow the podcast Um, if you watch us on youtube and this is your first time make sure you give us a thumbs up make sure you subscribe to our channel so you can get a notification three o'clock in the morning uh, for us in the West Coast, it, every uh, video gets put up Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. That way the East Coast can get it by 6 in the morning. And uh, that's why we record these in the evening. That way people can have it for breakfast or, or morning coffee or they're getting Amen. ready. Amen. Uh, but besides the thumbs up, besides the subscribe, most of all we look forward is your comments. Yes. We really look forward to that. So thank you so much. And uh, our website, if you want to know more about it, about what we do, uh, it's www.houseofrestchurch.com. We have books, we have music, we have sermons, uh, we have shirts, uh, we have some pictures on there. That we got to uh, update.
1: Yeah, we do. Got to update the <laughs> yeah. pictures. We have,
0: a, we have a new building that we moved in in the mid-December, and we don't have any pictures of the new building on the website, so we got to do that. So, either way, guys, thank you so much, and God bless Bye, you. Bye,
1: guys. We love you guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.